here. We're sparring. You're going to spar with when Ned goes off to the Eyrie. It is time to go. Please, a little longer. Jon Snow is alive. Jon Snow lives. What is dead may never die. What is dead may never die. Thank you, Zach. It rises. <laughs> you know, it's customary on this podcast to repeat it back when it's said out loud. I know. Zach was the only one. Eric, I'm <laughs> massively disappointed in you given your affinity for the Greyjoy family. Guys, I, I am the storm. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I am the storm, I brother. I recite. Okay, I, don't, I, I know the Are words. you the storm that knocked out my power? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Game of Owns. How many times have you watched Home? Three. At least Three or four, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, I just want to remind everyone that we are recording the second part to that episode. The one where Jon Snow came back from the dead and we got to see young Hodor and young Ned and young Lyanna and young Benjen Stark hanging out in Winterfell. I feel like we haven't stopped recording because it's all I've been thinking about since Sunday evening. And now it is Wednesday. And I haven't pretty much thought about nothing else. We're joined in the studio today by my direwolf strike, strike. He's not talking today. Oh, I was going to say, that that a boy, Strike. That a boy. That a boy. I was going to say, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> strike, strike actually makes all the best points. <laughs> he is a big fan of this episode. Ghost got some serious screen time, a nice uh, medium shot, and uh, what some of our listeners and readers think was a part in John's resurrection. We asked three questions, like we've done for the past few weeks. And there have been over, I think there's something like 350 responses right now on Watches on the Wall. You guys have come out in full force. There are a lot of feelings. Everyone is feeling it. The emotions are, I don't know how much higher they can get. We're on episode two of season six, people. What a whirlwind this season is. We all know what might or might not happen, but probably might happen in next week's episode um, from the preview and from otherwise. So That was cryptic. I, I just think, I mean, I was... Tell us uh, how you feel. I, hey, guys, we saw a little bit of Leanna Stark uh, tonight, and I think that was probably a reminder for some reason. Uh, so, you know, it's 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 going to be... The, the Every episode is going to be this way, and I love it. And every Owns episode, fortunately, will continue to benefit from the endless creativity and hilarity of your Owns, which have been sent to us uh, like clockwork. But Eric, I, th- I think you were leading us in the direction of, of not only talking about John being back, but Liana, her introduction at, at, at the start of this episode. Zach, you talked about being back in Winterfell, but really setting the tone for what is to come in episode three with the Tower of Joy. And if, if we just take a step back here, and I know we're, we're kind of jumping around to, to the different questions that were posed, but that's what we do. Uh, we, we're going to tie it all together. It's just going to be one big question at the end of the day and hopefully one big answer. But this is a huge episode because oh, you're yeah. potentially revealing a long-standing theory that has been debated for many, 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 many moons. 20 years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I've been thinking about constantly over the last couple of days is the fact that I mean, Jon Snow coming back to life is something that's been a theory for not quite as long as R plus L equals J. But to have that revealed on the TV show, possibly next week, possibly in a couple episodes, that's just kind of wild, right? I mean, we've spent all this time discussing and debating and honestly kind of taking it as gospel truth. And now we're going to find, at least for me, we're going to find out the answer. 
and this this resurrection almost had to happen for that to have any weight, right? I mean, for me, like to have to basically if the episode had ended with John still on the I want to say slab, but still dead, if it had just ended with him still dead, the the resuscitation attempt, the prayer failed and did not revive him. And then next week we find out who he really was, what his lineage really was, and then it's been a secret. That would suck. Right. I mean, there would be it would just have such less less weight to it, because obviously who he really is, is tied in as much into his future as it is um, the past. So I think it's it's essentially story beats, just like we got to see Liana uh, as a younger version of what I expect to see next time Um, on this episode. It's it's the same thing as like bringing Jon Snow back. Boom. There's that. Now we can talk about because he's back. Now we can talk about who he really is because that's, you know, they brought Bran around. All the other storylines have caught up to a point where we as the audience are being treated to this or it's time for us to really learn and and see how that shapes the storytelling going forward. This is the most exciting part for me. We know that flashbacks aren't a device that the showrunners were interested in integrating into the show in the first place. So it already going back and seeing Liana or even or seeing the Tower of Joy, that's already a strike against the thought of that happening. As soon as we found out that that was going to happen, we got you know very 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 excited. But the way that it was captured, the way that it was presented in the episode, so early, so prominently integrated into Bran's first scene in a season, the fact that he was absent, just sort of aggrandizing it even further, and the way the dramatics were sort of piped into his small exchange with Hodor directly after moving out of the scene. In episode two of season six, I think is a great indicator for its importance and for the kind of Game of Thrones that we'll be getting from this point forward. The fact that Lyanna Stark, Ned Stark, Benjen Stark, what happens at the Tower of Joy, the fact that it was important enough to be made into the show, a show where so much has had to been removed. It was less Because important. it's a limited space. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just there's so much to capture in this book series. The fact that this has been included so prominently as uh, I... That's so And exciting. so early on so in the season. Exciting. I mean, this could be... This kind of stuff could be a climax of another season. You know what I mean? This could be what we've been building towards. Yeah. They could have just not put it in the TV show. Yeah. You know? Exactly. They could have still made John come back, still be a hero. But the fact that they're, that this made it into the TV show, it's like, yes. On episode two yes. of this season. I this mean, is what people wanted. You know? This is yeah. what this is. I, I think uh. it just represents their commitment, David and Dan's commitment to adapting these stories and telling as much of it as they can. Like they could have ignored this, but they they certainly didn't, and they won't. And I think everybody's going to be pretty pleased. Not to talk about episode three already, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be along the same lines of this: just balls to the wall, Tyrion letting dragons loose, uh, people dying, getting eaten by dogs, and smashed against walls. It's just going to be. It's your typical Game of Thrones. How are we consistently surprised by this show <laughs> in such a positive, overwhelming, like, oh my God, way. That's what this show's about, doing that to us. So, But wasn't it, Zach, you said on the last episode that, was it Winterfell who, who made the tweet about how this episode was almost an homage to the fans? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I, I really feel like not only this episode, but next episode as well, because- the potential of this reveal, which has been a long-standing theory, it's been around 
You said it for 20 years. People who have read the books have wanted this answer. And I don't know that all of them are actually going to look to tune in to this episode to watch because once it's out there, that's it. I mean, the same can be said. I don't think we're giving enough weight to the fact that the cliffhanger from A Dance with Dragons, Jon Snow's fate has been answered. Right. No, totally. And and, and that's what I think was meant by, by being, you know, fan fodder, essentially. You're in this episode, you're bringing back a character who for over the last several years has been thought to potentially be inside of his dire wolf to potentially be dead to being brought back to life. And, and you know, all these different theories that have been out there and I'm sure there's 50 different variations of everything that I just said. And, and there's still a chance that some form of those different theories could take shape in the book. Remember they've, they just, in my mind, they went to the extreme. Like they just said, we're going to bring him back. And there's no time where he's going to, separate and go off into ghost because we know at the end of that chapter in a dance with dragons, his last word is ghost. So, so the, the biggest theory I think, and, and Hannah and Zach, you've both read this now, tell me if you think I'm wrong, but would be that he in fact is going to spend time inside of ghost. Also given the, the prologue with Varamir six skins mm-hmm. and how that all played itself out. We've already read that uh, in, in our read through yeah. in, in our on season where we go through the books, I don't think that it's by accident that George puts his prologues and those characters into the story the way that he does. They serve a purpose later on, if not directly, indirectly. And I think that had a lot to do with John and and Ghost and how that's going to play out into the Winds of Winter. I think that you're totally right. And I think that something like John warging it to ghost in my mind, and I think that some people will disagree with me and I've heard people disagree with me. John warging it to ghost in the show is not a possibility or a strong of a possibility because there's not really the precedent for it. And we haven't really seen that with him, but you know, after finished reading the book, that was my initial thought there. So I think that that also just goes to show how we can still learn these things like John coming back to life in the show, but still enjoy them when we read them in the book as well, because it's going to be two different and equally fulfilling things. So do you guys feel like it? it is fan service? Because I'll bet that part of the indecision to reach back into the history, um, like to, to flash back into the past was a little bit of fear that the huge part of their audience that aren't obsessive or or a large part of their audience that don't read the series, like maybe wouldn't appreciate it because they want to be in the middle of the action that's happening right there. I, I, I can actually really understand that. And I think it's uh, a good question. I, I also think that we're used to as, as a general TV audience, we're used to getting some, you know, flashbacks have been, have been popularized. We're used to seeing the characters uh, taken away from the current time and space. If only for a brief, you know, thing, maybe it's not a whole plot device for seasons on end like lost, but you know, I, I think we're familiar enough with what is happening when we're seeing that, that when used sparingly or when used with the same level of heart and detail, it isn't as jarring as it can be. Um, I, I think, in it, but I, I still think ultimately they're right to sh- sort of shy away from it, to not heavily rely on it. It's the whole reason we don't have 
and haven't had for seasons a cast of young Ned, young Robert. You know, every time in the books when they go into the past, that's not what's happening in the TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there aren't these flashbacks every episode. It's it's used sparingly and, shall I say, caringly. I don't think it's necessarily fan service. I think we're getting to the point in this series where certain things are going to have to be revealed that fans of the book have waited for for a long period of time. So it's, it's just getting to that juncture. And maybe in this particular episode, so many of those things just happen to come to a head at one time. So you had John's resurrection, you had the flashback with Liana and the other members of the Stark family, Hodor, Tyrion snuggling up with a bunch of dragons. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of those types of moments where as a fan who's read the series, you've been waiting for that. But I also feel that they wouldn't do that unless it was essential to move the plot forward. And it's, it's interesting to me how they're going to use Bran as that kind of vehicle, especially now, as it seems it relates to John and his story. And these things just had to kind of come together and, and work because in order to tell Bran's story, I feel like John had to come back. And so that's why we are where we are right now. I hope that moving forward, those who create the show take in and absorb the critically positive reaction that we saw the entire internet take to the moment we got to look into the past. I was having a conversation with my mom a few days ago. Um, it was like a day or so after the episode aired. And f- the first thing she wrote to me after we were talking about normal stuff was just Jon Snow. And then, so we talked about that for a bit, but the first, I mean, obviously that's the first place casual fans are going to go is Jon Snow is back. I mean, it's the cover of entertainment weekly and there's lots of articles and lots of discussion from him and Carice and Liam and just a ton of people. And it's, it's very exciting. And obviously it's the first thing we talked about and we're excited, but the first thing that she went to after the, the Jon Snow bit was, and Hodor, he spoke. <laughs> a character that's been gone for over a season, a casual fan. Like she was, she was, she was like, I love that. I loved that scene. What you talking about, Willis? I got so excited <laughs> hearing that and thinking about what or how even casual fans, you know, are gravitating toward these these moments that are that are really steeped in what makes the uh, book series so deep and rich. You know, the way George writes and how he <laughs> constantly calls onto the past. Tolkien does it as well to. Uh, aggrandize the present and it's not widely done in serials adapted to television because it's very difficult to do and it's not really uh marketable you know but mm-hmm. the difference here is this is a, a private net, uh, cable network uh, right. that you have a paid cable network and uh they're already gonna make this show for as many seasons as it'll it'll go so i feel like these decisions were probably not planned for early on when the show was i don't want to say less successful but didn't have a ton of uh, emmys and uh, so I don't want to call them risks, but calculated decisions were made and they um, obviously enriched the story that's happening so much and they've gone over so well. And I would I guarantee that the Tower of Joy, when, when people understand that that's Ned Stark from the first season as a younger guy fighting and in, in this is like the moments of Robert's rebellion, even though that's not even tied to Jon Snow, I just hope that people are so excited about it because that is going to be so badass seeing young, young Ned Stark fight. It's just going to be totally yeah. too much. I think people will be excited. I was very much like your mom and I, I had the same kind of reaction on my face that Bran had when he turned and saw Hodor. 
like I was like, I thought to myself, I'm like, whoa, that's Hodor. Like, you know, like you don't, <laughs> you don't get those types of moments necessarily when I've been seeing seasons past and I have the context of what's to come. And I just like being back in that place where you can be surprised from one moment to the next because you don't know what's coming. Well, we have arguably the most important seasons ahead of us. And like I said, I hope that the creators of the show aren't afraid to get a little nerdy because I think that it's part of what make people love the show. If they, even if they don't know it, I think that it's important. I agree. Do we want to talk about Hodor? He's still such a big mystery to so many, but did what we learned in this episode give us any sort of idea as to who he might be or what his story is all about. And the fact that he interacted with Ned and Benjen and Liana when they were young kids. I did see, I can't remember his name who plays young Hodor tweeted about how he's got Sam more Coleman. scenes. And so when we at first I was like, Oh no, like what if this is all that we see and we don't get the answers, but I'm excited to see him and maybe start to get more answers to why, what happened to him. Why did he stop speaking and can only say Hodor and kind of exactly what's his interactions with Ned and, and all the, that crew there. So I'm excited that we'll get to see more. Why is the Raven taking him to this? Why, why is that what he saw? You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's almost as though the three-eyed Raven is introducing Bran to this mystery of Hodor's actual heritage. Cause uh, Liana and, Benjamin and Ned were there, but again, it kind of turned towards this is going to be a thing about Hodor now. Um, and it's, I'm it's so a, excited it's about it. As, yeah, it's almost as though he's he's teaching Bran how to properly unwrap a mystery using he he knows where to look. So I the the three eyed ravens had his eyes on Winterfell for a long time, and you know what? Like that was actually really cool. Uh, of a throwback because obviously Bran was seeing the Three-Eyed Raven in Winterfell for quite some time. So the fact that they're visit like Winterfell is the first place that they visit that we see is also kind of a nice throwback in and of itself. We saw Willis interact directly with Lyanna and we saw Jon Snow resurrect in that episode. And we all know about Rhaegar plus Lyanna equals Jon. And we know that the Tower of Joy is coming next week. All this is a bit a bit coincidental, don't you think, guys? <laughs> Funny right? how that works out. I am <sighs> I am interested to see, and I think there's been some debate in the comments on Watchers on this post that we created about whether or not we're going to get answers to R plus L equals J in next week's episode or if we're going to kind of start to build on that and just see glimpses of the Tower of Joy and then get answers, more concrete answers, in a couple episodes down the road. And so I'm wondering... Um, what that's going to look like. Should we just skip to question number three and then circle back to the other ones, guys? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. We asked the audience this question. So the question we asked is, what will happen in the Tower of Joy? Is it possible that a mystery born in 1996 could be revealed this Sunday? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what will happen? Short yes. tweet to the point. Oh, is it possible? Yes. Micah really thought out his answer. He pondered. Mm -hmm. I think it's possible. Um... There's this one post that I liked, uh, Kamali on Watchers says, this is paraphrasing what they posted, that Bran's going to see some Tower of Joy in this episode and says, but will decide to revisit the rest on his own. I think that backs up some questions I have about how much emphasis put on Bran thinking the visions were too short. So what they're saying is, 
that we're going to see a glimpse of it and, you know, maybe some of the battle sequence that will be cut off and then Bran getting cocky and going back on his own to kind of learn the rest of, of what was happening. Because we saw in this episode and we've heard before that if you spend too long under, that's um, not good, essentially. And so I'm, I'm wondering, because there was an emphasis on that, if that's going to be an issue with Bran going forward and we know that this is a topic that he likes and so I can see him kind of getting into some trouble or trying to go back on his own or trying to draw this out um, down the road possibly. I can totally I that see that happening and what does it do to the viewers like do we get upset if we if we just have a tease of the Tower of Joy like everything we've seen from the preview like if it's actually not revealed in this episode but as you said Hannah prior to reading that comment and even afterwards what if it's you know spart, uh, spread across the next four or five episodes? Does that change how we feel about the show showing it at all? Would we prefer to have it in one big chunk or would we prefer to have it broken up? I will say that if it's something where Bran goes back and finds out more and has like the initiative, then I actually like the parallel that draws with what Arya is up to, that these two siblings are, are learning something completely outside themselves, completely different. Um, but they're, they're being tutored, uh, almost in a real hands-on way, which is, I'm going to leave you here. Um, you know, and you're going to figure out what to do. Uh, currently we haven't seen that with the three-eyed Raven. He takes him with him on these journeys and sort of points where they have to look. But what if there is a point where Bran is, is sort of on his own and it was at least foreshadowed in episode two that he's going to be doing, yeah. uh, you know, journeys presumably that are not involving the safety of that werewood tree. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking uh, with the Night's King. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's, there were seeds of rebellion planted what, between Bran and the Three-Eyed Raven and this episode. And I, I think that it might come to a head. Um, as, like maybe he sort of accidentally wargs right into I don't want to say the ice palace but wherever he is and then it's <laughs> right. like oh shit all or the he's time and space or... you could go to and all of a sudden yeah. whoops there I well, am like he's like running from him or something yeah you know I just think that Bran we've seen before him do semi-problematic things and we've talked about this while reading the book with him working at Hodor and kind of his attitude about all of that and so it just makes me wonder you know is he going to get into some gray area and run into the Night's King or something like that well like Arya accident. you know sometimes you break the rules they're kids that's what they do right yeah interesting the consequences are just far worse for breaking the rules <laughs> yeah. in this realm <laughs> you run into the Night King and Loki like <laughs> it's everything the is King. the end of the world ends tomorrow <laughs> mm-hmm. So do you guys think it'll be split? I, I did I'm, like I'm, the idea, though, uh, of, of what was said about how Bran you know, could have that curiosity in terms of, you know, we saw how attached he was when he saw Ned and he saw Lyanna and Benjen, his family, and Hodor, of course. And Roderick's beautiful mud and chops. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that maybe if he doesn't get to see in full what takes place that he will adventure to maybe find which branch to attach himself to and, and figure out the rest of the story. But to me as, as sort of, if I were a casual viewer, I would probably want it to happen in one episode Really? because there's only so much that you could do with the tower of joy unless it's, 
the fighting and they are able to get inside the tower and they find Liana and it cuts and then you don't go there until two or three episodes later. I just don't know how much you could actually do with that scene. I think that's a good point, but I was also wondering if the opposite would be true in the sense of casual viewers, which are there even casual viewers anymore? Yeah. That's what I was saying. <laughs> when I was saying it earlier, I was like, <laughs> because anybody who's still in it at this point is in it to win it. But Where have all maybe the casual viewers gone? People who haven't read the books or aren't as familiar with the book story may appreciate more of a setup to this big reveal. Um, I don't know. They but move I don't know. so fast, you know? Yeah. It's it's tough to say. Well, I I went through the 300 something comments earlier and for all of these questions and all the different answers um sort of tallied your responses and I didn't quite get as uh, exact as House Potter's because sometimes you guys said something that was sort of half and half so I'll, I'll comfortably say that it is it is almost a 50/50 split between people if they think we're going to get all of the the Tower of Joy in one episode or split between a few episodes. Yeah. So Hmm. I'm going to say that you'll get all of it next episode. I think so too. It just doesn't seem their style to to drag something like that out. Right. There's so much should other stuff bet, to cover. John was only on dead it? for an episode in 45 minutes. Yeah. Right. So I mean, yeah. it but just I, feels I just, like I was the pacing, about that. right? It's, it's two days. Yeah, two days like time. The pacing though for this season is a lot quicker, isn't it? So I mean, yeah, we've only yeah we have it's two episodes, episode so it's two. tough to say, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it feels like the season's been going on for a lot longer, right? Yeah. Just right. from the stuff that we've seen. Yeah. Ah, I'm so happy. But it's I would just so think good. about John coming back that early, to me, just continues to build on the fact that he just has such a greater purpose than him coming back to it life. It was all a dream. He's not really alive. I don't know if you guys <laughs> read his in-depth interview with Entertainment Weekly, who was owned by the same company that owns HBO, oddly <laughs> enough. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Hello. Nice try. <laughs> this is Jon Snow's biggest season. And Jon Snow is by far the most portrayed character this season. That's a fact for season six. That's... Swirl I, that around a little in bit. Line, yeah, that's... I mean, that's... after Dude, after the resurrection, it's like there's nowhere to go but up with that character. It's like... Right? We loved him. Loved with a capital L. Perhaps all other caps, too. Loved this character before he was before he died, before he was stabbed cruelly and betrayed. We loved watching him. We felt bad for him when Catelyn was a dick to him back in season one, and he went off to the wall, and we loved every minute of it. And now, though, there's just something extra about his, his character gets a couple extra cool points. He should wear a, a leather jacket because he's... He, he, he came back from the dead and it's, it's that same guy we're, we're I mean, I can assume that it's going to be mostly the same John that we all love with some really interesting insight. The character only just got more interesting is I guess mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. And so it makes sense that a heavy portion of the story is on his shoulders because this is, these are the answers to questions that we couldn't uh, ask without any other kind of, window than what john presents into this world he's been to the afterlife we don't know Mm -hmm. if he has seen i mean if there is one we don't know if he's seen or experienced anything there maybe it was just him working into his direwolf we still don't know so you know it's kind of it's it makes sense for the show to spend time on this guy not for the least of reasons being that we love him (laughs) that's exciting though right yeah the question that you asked though here too in in the questions that were posed, uh, what's the cost for all of this, right? 
we're assuming that John is coming back. It's going to be the same John that we knew as Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, as as a bastard of Ned Stark. And that's not necessarily the case. Only time will tell the answer to that. Has he lost any part of himself? You know, how comparable will he be to somebody like Khal Drogo when he was brought back? Or how comparable will he be to somebody like Beric Dondarrion when he was brought back? Is it somewhere in between? Clearly, he's not in the vegetable state that Drogo was in. But right. is he going to be as able-bodied as Beric Dondarrion? And it, so I think there's a lot of questions to be answered. And I also think there's a cost here that may live outside of John. You know, I mentioned on the last episode, we don't know that when the door was opened and they all left, that one of them didn't pay the ultimate price for his resurrection, right? We know Tormund's in the future of this season. We know Davos is, but what about Melisandre? I mean, did she pay for John? You know, are we going to watch the next episode and find out that you know, she's dying or has died as a result of what's happened. I think that's definitely possible. We got a comment that voted for that. I like it. <laughs> I really hope not. Why not? Uh, because I think that there's other people who we could put in that slot of death pays for life. And there's other people we could fit in there. That makes me feel better than Melisandre. You want to see Melisandre live. I absolutely want to see Melisandre live. I mean, after we've seen what she's been through and how incredible she's been in these first two episodes... I absolutely want to see her. I just feel like, I mean, obviously she's more powerful. And I just love this, like, that she resurrected John herself. And, you know, there's questions about what went into that, what sort of magic or God went into, went into that. But, I mean, she did it herself. And I am excited to see what that means for her as a character as she, I assume, continues to be with John. I, th- I would think that she's going to stick to that, <laughs> stick to him um, going forward. So how do you guys think John was resurrected then? Please. You think please was the, that was the secret? It's, yeah. I, I mean, I think ultimately if Melisandre had not been praying over him and doing whatever she was doing to clean his wounds, whatever, um, you know, I, I think that, that was a, it definitely had something to do with it. Whether it was the red God or not, Melisandre's, emotions i think played a key role her her willingness to do it to perform the ceremony it wouldn't have happened if she hadn't been there over his body i think that much is mm-hmm. is sir sure for me what do you think his cost will be it's it's very possible it's possible that she she will die it's i mean i i would love in a in a perfect world i would love to see her watch him uh the resurrected john snow at Winterfell fighting like she saw in the flames. That to me would be Melisandre redeemed is like, you know, you doubted yourself for all this time. You said, I saw him in the fire fighting at Winterfell. Now I don't know what to think. She actually gets to see that happen one day. That would be really awesome. But then again, I also think, well, if, if, if it wasn't the red God and if it was sort of, um, Mary Ma's doors type of God where I'm not quite sure if they, they weren't the same at all. They could be, they could be. Uh, but where it's only death pays for life and then somebody has to drop dead, I can see that being Melisandre. I really can. So I'm just kind of, it could go either way. We had a lot of comments that suggested Stannis's life given, Shireen's life given, Mm. were sort of precursors. Balon Greyjoy. And in the same episode as this, were sort of like ethereal cosmic 
uh, mathematics in John's favor I for like coming that. back. It was Walda's baby. Oh God! I hope so. Too soon for that. I just yeah. I don't know if there necessarily needs to be a cost because what I've been trying to think about, and maybe you guys know the answer is when uh, Thoros brought Beric back. Was there a yeah. was there a cost? Which for time? That? One. I mean, any of the times. I don't. Maybe it's just something that hasn't been mentioned or that I forgot about. But well, it, it, I don't it, think it, there it, was necessarily a cost other than something to Beric's personality right he does say i feel like less and less of myself comes back every time uh but that's interesting because is it being replaced by something or is it just not making it fully back i mean presumably all that is happens he just not is, good at his job yeah he's like can't get <laughs> the, the thoros back. Mirror, like <laughs> drink it too much yeah it, that is sort of a, a different magic entirely than than the only death can pay for life because thoros presumably just sort of hunches over the the dead body and it's like dear lord Raylor, uh, save this man, please. You know, he says the incantation, but then all of a sudden he comes back just like that. It did seem to be like it didn't cost a darn cent. And isn't uh, that what Melisandre did, basically? It, yeah. Yeah, it was similar. I yeah. mean, it was, uh, she said, please, the same that uh, Thoros said. So yeah. I, I think that they're very, 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 very similar. Mm-hmm. And so uh, personally, that's what I think the cost will be. If if someone doesn't die, which would be it would be a strange thing. We don't have any promotional photos photos of Melisandre from next episode, so that that's a possibility. But um, if um if someone doesn't die, and um in the next episode we can meet an entirely new Jon Snow, one that has uh lost some of his humanity, or maybe is devoid of certain aspects of his personality. Or maybe I know a he lot knows of you. Everything thought this as well, and he could know everything. To be an interesting thing to act for Kit. Be like, okay, be yourself, but don't be charming anymore. <laughs> well, maybe he's charming, but we're, we're think the possibility of a Jon Snow that is, I don't want to say necessarily ruthless, but that is uh, hell-bent on uh, finishing his goal. Mm. Uh, what Mike has been saying for, for like a year now. What's that? Um, he, he seems like the kind of guy that would definitely say, my oath is fulfilled. You yeah. killed me. Yeah. All right? I'm not going to stay here any longer. I'm I'm definitely all for that. Uh, mm-hmm. part of the story where his oath is fulfilled. And he just I goes agree. wild. As I've been saying for a year. <laughs> so is that what you think the cost is for John though, Mike? You think that it's it's going to be, or for the resurrection, that it's going to be part of John's character? It could be. I mean, I, I believe that it also could be Melisandre. I, I, I believe that it just, to me, the fact that it's always been reiterated at points on the show that only death can pay for life and that just goes to the larger question of how and John was, was brought back. Right. I mean, there's that moment with Davos and Melisandre prior to where he's coercing her into doing this. And he, he has that line, seven gods, drowned gods, tree gods, it's all the same. So if it really is all the same, is it a God who's making this happen or is it just Existence. some form of magic? So, like was John really dead? Mm-hmm. You know what it, it's often said about the wall, like there's some magic, right? That that really in the wall surrounds it, or or is inside of it. I, th- there's just so many questions here, tying back into John's lineage, right? He's Stark and Targaryen potentially. I mean, that's like the ultimate combination of <laughs> bad. Yeah, at least for the show. Bison fire. <laughs> like the logos are concerned. Yeah, so <laughs> I just think there's a lot of unanswered questions, but the cost I think is maybe something that we'll learn throughout the course of this season, or maybe there is no cost. Maybe he's been brought back and. 
till his task is done. Yeah, uh, th- there doesn't always have to be. I don't get. I, I, I don't see why there d- there does, but we'll find out. Well, the magic is very real because in the same episode we saw Bran grasping the roots of a gnarled tree, traveling <laughs> into the past of his father and family. Yeah. So, <laughs> and if and if Bran is the one who finds out the truth about John, is it now his quest to search out John and and make sure that he knows the truth? Oh, gosh, this season's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of questions about Bran. I mean, something I've been thinking a lot about is there's got to be more to him than just these visions that he's having about um, like Tower of Joy and, and about who John is. And so some sort of quest. I don't know. I mean, Bran's the guy. We know that Bran's the MVP. We learned we learned the uh, exact percentage of rarity he is in being a green seer. And so having his warging capabilities so powerful and having his uh, his seer capabilities so powerful. I mean, we, we know the reason that he has this relationship and that he was brought there by the Three-Eyed Raven. But um, how he will play specifically into this I don't know this this head of life and death when they're kind of coming together is going to be it's it, it's curious you know what I mean because this hasn't happened in this world yet we don't know we've not had this this large of a conflict the one that is actually coming take place in the histories that are written in this world you know so it's it's going to be interesting but I, I obviously uh, he's going to be one of the guys right he's got to be one of the guys he's got to be the guy. The good guys or the bad guys? Uh, see, that's the question. question. I don't know. Is there a good guy and is there a bad guy in Game of Thrones? So let's be real. I think there's life and death. I Ned was good. Li- there's light and dark. And John just got bra- just got brought back from the dead. Uh, and White Walkers are obviously brought back from the dead. Mm-hmm. I think John is good. I think th- I think there are characters you can classify as good characters. I do. Hodor. I know it's hard. Hodor. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that that's true. I also think there's just a lot of gray area. Well, Arthur Dane's a good character, and he's going to fight Ned Stark next week. So, mm-hmm. and he's going to die. <laughs> 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 so we're spending a lot of time here talking about the wall and 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 John and Bran beyond the wall, but there's a lot going on a little bit south of the wall, a little bit of patricide. <laughs> A lot of bit of patricide in my Puppy life. Chow. <laughs> <laughs> Wall of dead. Lou yeah, Vega. Yeah. Oh my god. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Please fourth keep grade. going. <laughs> this also ties into John uh, because we know that, uh, well, at least we hope that now that he is back, he is going to look to reclaim Winterfell to you know, reunite uh, with Sansa and, and protect her for all he knows. She's still his captive. Um, and, and by that, I mean, Ramsey's. And so I think that, you know, we're, we're trending towards and, and the previews prove that a bit of a showdown, right. Uh, between John, any lingering members of the night's watch that want to rally behind him, the wildlings some of the houses of the North that remain loyal to the Starks and then what appears to be the Boltons, the Umbers, the Starks, and the Manderleys. So, man, um, it's going to be a potential epic battle coming down the line. You're going to have some characters reuniting that haven't seen each other in six seasons. What does it mean if Sansa makes it to Castle Black? Apart from uh, the internet breaking. And... They hug. <laughs> all of us fainting. <laughs> we, yeah, we all I... faint and cry. I think that she will, though. I think that 
I think that she'll make it to Castle Black before John decides to leave. Um, yeah. Do you think it's going to be like an envoy then that goes to what we saw as being uh, Bear Isle? Yeah. It'll be so, like Davos and John and Sansa. I don't, I'm not sure. What I, I think that to me, the key to this question is who Ramsey has or who the gift for Ramsey is and what that gift is, because I think that that is going to be a motivating factor for if it's Rickon, like some people are theorizing, then I think that that's going to be the motivating factor to act on getting Winterfell back. Because I think that John or Sansa making it up to the wall um, with John doesn't create this necessarily fire to immediately react. Um, But I think that knowing that they have Rickon is going to, somehow set the set it in motion and whatever they end up doing whether john and davos and sansa stay together as they try to rally the north or whether they split up i don't really know but i think that that's going to be the piece that falls to to get them back to winterfell i do not want it to be rickon the gift yeah i definitely don't want the gift to be do Rickon. not no. <laughs> what do you guys think i mean what else, what do you guys think it could be i think that it's probably rickon that's different than wanting it to be rickon (laughs) yeah that is it's a slight difference there could it be a tard could it be a tard farm boy that was burned to and and then they say it's rickon maybe would that be too circular (laughs) wouldn't be a very good gift ramsey wouldn't buy into that (laughs) yeah if he didn't get to flay him himself yeah we had jeff lightfoot right on our facebook wall a list of (laughs) possible gift ideas for ramsey other than rick and stark so i'm just gonna read these um, and then we can discuss the first one is Theon, which I think is another plausible or interesting I have sorry, to, Eric. choice. I have to concede that it's possible. <laughs> sorry, Eric. He's really headed in not. that direction. Let's root for Theon, right, Micah? Yeah. Well, Theon was dumb enough to leave the company of Sansa and Brienne and Podrick, so I don't know how I'm going to feel if he gets his ass captured again. Hold on a second, Eric. Are you saying that Theon's decision to leave the protection of his awesome squad one of the best squads we've seen best squads put together so far in the series is uh disheartening you toward him maybe you're getting a little cold toward oh, your... oh oh and and you know, i know i came off as cold just there but i just have to say that i think it's simply ill-advised uh considering his father doesn't even like him uh what is what is there really home what is that for him when he gets to pike we know what's there we know what's going on there and going to happen there this season but king's moot what if, if... he goes yeah. up for the king's he's spot. not I, mean, I know i think he's out of the running for the surviving male heir considering he can't bear children um but wouldn't you think that whatever's at the iron islands is better for him than what's in winterfell with the this problem the problem guilt? for me like possibly but the problem for me is getting there he's not going to be able to get there he's gonna he's gonna have to pass through all of the men that right. unfortunately to this point he has not done a great job of evading um, it just seems like he's throwing himself right back into the lion's den. Plus, everyone in the north calls him Theon Turncloak for what he did to the Starks. So there's that. Yeah, the north yeah. doesn't like him all that much, and it's yeah. not advisable for him to go out alone, let alone even even if it were with a small group. Uh, just go where they're going, dude. Like, take the black, and all of your crimes will be forgiven anyway. So yeah. I, there were a couple other ways I would go if it were me, but I certainly hope the gift is not... Theon, because that would be unfortunate. Take the black. I mean, I don't know if that's a viable option. John John is there. (laughs) He's not a Night's Watch 
Lord Commander anymore. So, I mean, he could take out Longclaw and just freaking stab him right through the heart. Oh, so, gosh. What, what, what exactly would uh, John have against uh, Theon in particular? <laughs> Killing um, his whole family. Killing his family. Because, <laughs> <family? laughs> hold on, let's, let's see who we can actually pin this on. Mm-hmm. Um, Theon? How can I you mean, not pin this on Theon? Like, in what way can you... He betrayed. Yeah, Rob. I'm listening. This is mm-hmm. old school goo. I love it. <laughs> he betrayed Rob. I mean, he betrayed I'm... Rob. What else is there? That set everything into motion. So many other people betrayed Rob, though. Okay. And he laid siege to Winterfell. If, if if we if we can erase Rob's death, if we can erase Rob's death and Catelyn's death from Theon's conscience, Winterfell. He seized Winterfell, he and he grew up there. Presumably, and he killed a lot died. of randos. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah, he chopped no, off Rob. Presumably, I'm trying die. to think of. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he made a Roderick. mistake. Hey, okay, there's no way John wouldn't cut off his head. All right, I get mm-hmm. it. All right, remember Roderick? Yes, I remember. And Sir the Roderick. hack job that came along with it. Oh, sad. And the two farm boys that he killed. So, so Theon must die because he's really just got no place to go. Well, that's probably why he'll live. Yeah, death would be merciful <laughs> for him. Exactly. <laughs> And that's how the Game of Thrones works. But I think he'll make it back to Pike. Same. So he's not the gift. So he's not the gift. Um, But I think, I mean, I think that's a good contender, even if we think he's going to make it back to Pike. Um, The next on Jeff Lightfoot's list for gift ideas would be a Manderly Umber Karstark army. Interesting. Quite a gift. Especially uh, to to cover with a cloak like that. Right. (laughs) Or a tarp. It's, it's a like whole a, army under a tarp. <laughs> it's like a bullhorn that he can start commanding the army with under there. Um, yeah. Number three, a new puppy. Ah. Oh, he loved there's that. plenty of dogs. Pretty sure he'd life. feed it to the other puppies. Check it. Number four would be fake Arya, like from the books, um, oh, which is yeah. an interesting. That is interesting. Thought. Um, Let's see. Number five, outdated info about Jon Snow's murder, <laughs> which would be awesome for us because Ramsey would probably celebrate and we would know the answer and feel smug about that. Yeah, that would be cool. Number six is interesting. Captive Littlefinger, which oh, where gosh. is Littlefinger? I miss. I've him. been wait. I've been waiting to see where he po- how he pops up uh, in this season. Me too. The last we knew, he was uh, basically getting his blessing, the blessing from the the crown to. Uh call the banners of the veil so against uh the boltons yeah well he's playing all sides so yeah. against whoever he wants to be against at the moment number seven the dogs who ran away <laughs> in episode one <laughs> yeah. well they uh, kind of just disappeared but <laughs> <right>. <laughs> we found these for you um and lastly number eight a uh, best big brother ever bib to give to his new baby brother <laughs> which is just cool Gosh. Yeah. I don't think so, Jeff. Those are tough, Jeff. I don't know. What about if you brought Ramsey the Horn of Winter? Oh, God. I can't think of any one person I'd rather not have that (laughs) that, that that awesome piece of history. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. He would would not understand the the full implications of taking the wall down. It has to be Rickon. I think it has to be Rickon. And it would be huge shock value, too, right? For... Those who are not... Those who forgot about Rick and a.k.a. all of us? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll never forget. I, I wonder just, what that... I, I really wonder what that means for Osha as well, for what she's up to. I just can't think of anything that is as big 
as Rickon would be. Hodor. Hodor. I mean, he's 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 as big as Rickon. He is right? as big as Rickon. <laughs> Couple That's Rickons. A pretty good joke. What about a Valyrian steel sword? Mm. Mm-hmm. I brought this sword for you, my lord. <laughs> Maybe take down all your enemies. I wonder what kind of gifts that he's going to shower. I just think that Ramsey's going to continue to win big for a little while, and he's going to go down so hard. Yeah, I think that eventually all these things are going to catch up to him. Um, like his dad said, can't remember the exact quote right now. Um, but I, I think that we have some time before we see him go down. We would now like to take this opportunity and ask you what sort of gifts could be given to Ramsey in next week's episode. No gift is too great or too small. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, a subscription to a, a jelly of the month club. Ooh. Mm. Marmalades. Zach, will you pass the schmallows? Schmallows? Marshmallows. Oh, the marshmallows. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) These schmallows are so good. You know, I really like uh, putting double chocolate on these. You guys ever done that? Oh, no. It's all about the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, you've done that before? Did you bring it? I like the white chocolate ones. I brought a ton of Reese's to share. Who's got the the best, Hannah? We're glad that you all have joined us around this warm and cozy fire. We're going to be out here all season. You can really see the stars tonight, guys. Do you hear the wolf howling? I heard that. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's Nymeria? It could be. Eric brought three pop-up tents. Uh, yes, one <laughs> of us will three? have to share. We're in a little, uh, just a, a small little valley outside of a large tournament. We're hoping to gain entry tomorrow. But before we do... Pass the satchel. And let's read some owns. Morgan Crock Heath. Gotta give the own to the gasp. Hashtag welcome back. Sydney Nugent, own to walls. Responsible for two gruesome deaths via Giant and the Mountain. Hashtag Brickwald. <laughs> Brickwald. <Yep. laughs> Rob McDonald, own to Tyrion and Varys. I tell eunuch jokes, you tell dwarf jokes. I don't ever t- <laughs> I say I don't tell dwarf jokes. You think them. <laughs> It's a heck of an accusation. Look who it is. Dollarus Beagle Ooh. writes, With apologies to Walda and Son, those crazy always tweets about dogs, dogs <laughs> killing people. Owns. Uh, well, look at their handle. Dollarus Crazy <laughs> Hounds own again. Hashtag Puppy Chow Winterfell. Oh. Ricky Young with a star in his name. Own goes to the dude in King's Landing. Jamie Lannister's half an inch short of an inch. <laughs> Al Matta tweeted in to 1 1 for using a rebel Night's Watch brother as a human fly swatter. <laughs> Very good. Al Brittany says Own goes to Varys for the look of what the fuck shit to, cheer- <laughs> to Tyrion as he goes to free the dragons. Uh, Louis Philippe Pilon over on Facebook says my oh. own goes to Lyanna fucking Stark. <laughs> no wait. My own goes to Jamie for threatening that asshole High Sparrow. No wait. My own goes to Ramsay for doing exactly what I predicted. No wait. My own goes to Tyrion for being a fearless little dragon lover. No wait. Anyway, you get my point. That was one of the greatest episodes in the series. Own to everyone. I'm still shaking. But Lyanna fucking Stark, though. My girl judged me so hard when I went ape shit. <laughs> <laughs> Back on Twitter, amazing Spider Menu, great and at at Manicular Bomb says own goes to Kit Harrington's hair for being the key to resurrection. 
We always knew it would be. We always knew. <laughs> and then hashtag unfinished business on Twitter. My own goes to Davos for being the goat and getting Mel to do her thing. <laughs> at Mr. Crimson 99, own to the director for making me think that Roos had stabbed Ramsay at first. Also to Tyrion for being better at dragons than Quentin. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Insert Quentin gif. Weird from Jenny B. Own goes to Tyrion for his how to train your dragon moment. Quote, don't eat the help. <laughs> Brian Sanderford owned a ghost for sleeping through the ceremony. Hashtag boring. Hashtag get out of my room. <laughs> you, did you know ghost is asleep that's, even, that's when it's not going well. Ghost was totally bored to death. Yeah, uh, but that smile. So pretty. It was a nice smile. Mara at Queenslayer on Twitter. Gosh, that's good. Oh, yeah, goes to good. Davos for whipping out Longclaw like a badass. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brendan Quinn at Mighty Quinner. My own goes to Damfair for crushing Yara's dreams. Aaron! At L. Alexandria. My own goes to hashtag Melisandre because when all else fails, <laughs> just say please. It works wonders. Andy Rodriguez. My own goes to Jamie Lannister who directs the king. Go and see your mother, Tommen. I found this interesting and nobody is talking about its significance. I think after Jamie felt what it's like to be actually recognized positively as a father by Marcella, he has decided to play more of the fatherly role to his only living son. I actually thought the same thing, Andy. And he goes on to say, he didn't say your grace or my king. He straight up spoke to him like a dad. That was very cool to see. Very cool That's to see. That's a cool point. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. I didn't. I didn't either. That's awesome. At cowgirl bookworm, owned to Melisandre for having a crisis of faith and not even knowing she came through in the end. Yep. Will she know? I think she'll, she'll be dead. Jack Sauer over on Facebook, owned goes to the Lannister guards, sigh of relief when they knew they wouldn't need to fight the zombie mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Those eyes. Joshua fought over on Twitter, owned to Davos for continuing to be the best motivational speaker in the land. <laughs> Do work, Davos. Do work. <laughs> Do work. <laughs> Mamba says own goes to Podrick trying to light the campfire hashtag the best squire ever it's a good flint they want that in Survivor oh yeah I was just thinking how good that flint was it sparked it was a great every flint. time Guy Pataga on Twitter this week is hard but my own goes to the brick walls for causing an abrupt stop hashtag another brick in the wall hashtag headbanging action clever mm-hmm. On Facebook, Sneha, so many incredible moments. For sentimental reasons, my own goes to the Stark sisters. Sansa now knows that Arya is alive and pulling a Mulan somewhere. Um, hashtag Stark reunion. Hashtag be a man. Hashtag my babies. My babies. Be a man. And then Lewis Birch on Twitter. My own goes to one one for making a Night's Watch brother pancake. Mm. Mm. Love the smell of pancakes in the twilight. More of a crepe. Uh, when do the White Fawn tweets in? So many owns. First to Davos for the locker room pep talk. Hashtag <laughs> fuck Raylor. Hashtag Hellmel got her groove back. <laughs> Josh Schroeder. So many choices for owns tonight, but I have to give my own to Tyrion for unchaining the dragons. Hashtag I drink and I know things. And an email from Nick Hartley, who, by the way, does not. So he says, not surprising, my own goes to Euron Greyjoy. The first storm and the last. I love how comfortable he looked on that bridge. Fucking train. Give me a sec. Longest train ever. <laughs> right? I know, right? Remaining. The own train. I love how comfortable he looked on that bridge, despite the driving wind and rain, like a man who's never left the life at sea. I know it's just the first sampling, but I'm hopeful Euron brings back a little of that Oberyn Martell swag to mm. the show. And on Twitter again, Emily Rutherford. <laughs> My own goes to Davos, because he believes in even the weakest of characters. 
Okay. Eric, you don't you don't approve of that one, do you? <laughs> I I don't know. We I gotta ask for follow up, but I'll do that. I'll do that on my time. Meredith Lewis writes, own goes to Melisandre for finally opening that barbershop she always wanted to. Hashtag <laughs> a cut and a shave. <laughs> Jake Ponser, my own goes to Melisandre, obviously, and to the director, Jeremy Pedeswa, in the last scene. It was the biggest cock tease since the bad pussy sand snake last season. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Wooly Dub writes, my own goes to Azora High for making his debut on the show this evening. <laughs> Hashtag what oh. is dead may never die Fuck. funny There's Jason that, funny Jason good Jennifer Anderson Khan aside from all the obviously amazing scenes my own goes to the children of the forest upgraded look hashtag before and after not to mention there are children of the forest in the last episode uh, yep <laughs> dragon two parts rye own to Willis Nan one one Franken Mountain and John Effin Snow for helping forget that Ramsey fed Walda and her baby to the dogs yeah. too true I didn't forget. Elizabeth Bird tweeted in, Besides John's resurrection, my own goes to Tyrion. Quote, Next time I have an idea like that, punch me in the face. <laughs> Hashtag good advice. Great advice. Um, and then Megan on Twitter, Own to Tyrion the Dragon Tamer. Also, for the Princess Bride feels I got when Melisandre was cleaning John in the pit of despair. <laughs> He's not all the way dead. He's only mostly dead. <laughs> mostly, mostly dead. Mostly dead. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan Abbott on Twitter, my own goes to all the short flashback scenes of Ned, Benjen, and Liana. Seriously, way too short. I need much more of her. Please. Yeah. And then Scott Pressman, own goes to Tyrion and his crash course in dragon taming for dummies. Jen Calhoun, own to Tormund for somehow resisting giving Ollie the rattle shirt treatment. <laughs> the fuck you doing charging an ad in Tormund, bro? <laughs> That's for sure. Can I- that is an own. Self-control gets yep. most of our owns. Mm-hmm. Oscar, my own goes to Tyrion for acquiring two badass bodyguards. Oh, please. Yeah. Eh, please. Eh. Brienne of Tarth, Euron owned Balon. Ramsay, I can't even say it. John's <laughs> going to own some bitches next week. <laughs> I miss Molly Evans writes, Obvious owned to Melisandre for her amazing healing touch. Hashtag, is that covered by the Night's Watch insurance plan? They're going to be paying that off for years. Paul Ak, Je- Joseph at Citable writes, My own goes to Euron. People pray to him. He's the first in the last storm. <laughs> and also the righteous king of Westeros. We'll see about that. Joe Ludwigson, owned to Ed for pulling... For putting the actual traders where they should be. Don't worry, hashtag ghost kills. I'm fixing it for him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, hashtag ghost kills. Ollie 2K16 it should still be a thing. Thank you. Hashtag get hype. Oh, and a sneaky side own to Sir Robert Strong because reasons, big scary reasons. Oh, edit to add. Own to Christian Nairn and that perfect look of momentary recognition that flickered through his eyes and across his face when Bran called him by his actual name. It was beautiful acting. I need all of Hodor's origin story now. That was a really great moment. Bemo tweeted in, My own goes to Torment for not killing Ollie and granting us an appropriately painful and terrible <laughs> death for him in the future. <laughs> oh, man. Please I, read that next. You guys want to see a terrible death? I just want to see him crushed by rocks. Like... Just by accident, almost. Like, oops, I, or, or she'd slip and fall down the stairs. That Super by Quintendo says, own goes to Franken Mountain for the two second KO. One shot. Chris Miracle also, own goes to David and Dan for ending Hair Watch on the screen. <laughs> hair Watch. Yes. Hashtag and trim that scraggly beard. Oh, Hair Watch. Uh, John Webster, I can't believe my own isn't going to the final scene, but Tyrion's quote, don't eat the help line, an entire scene. 
takes the cake. Mm-hmm. At Ray underscore Rooney says, own to your own crow's eye for being cool as fuck. On He's Facebook, Heather Brechtolt says, my own goes to Davos for giving Melisandre the pep talk of the century that allowed us to have Jon Snow back. Does he have to be? Brad Pike on Twitter, own to D&D for making an episode as rich with storyline as the visuals were stunning. Top three episode. Mm-hmm. And Taryn the Black... Uh, for Sir Robert sending Cersei's regards to the pissing peasant. Uh, well, we heard from Justin from Brooklyn. I'm going to put this one back in the bag where it came from. Own goes to Jon Snow's hair, <laughs> body, and bulge. <laughs> Bulging muscles, right? Yeah. No, Justin yeah. knows what Justin this, knows. This is going into the fire. Hey, Kevin A. <laughs> Next one here. You got to read his username. Come on, look at that shit. Taco Man nine four five on Twitter says, "My own goes to who the hell am I kidding? Jon Snow is back." <laughs> hashtag Game of Thrones. Hashtag Jon Snow will rise. And at Fitzy Brendan says own of the episode finally a live action vision of Leanna Stark and it owned all my feels at Southern Bell yeah. Jocelyn writes own to <laughs> own goes to Gendry and Melisandre that third leech finally paid <laughs> off Bell and Greyjoy oh my Andrew God. Herbs own of the episode has to go through the line from Tormund to Sir Alistair until you hmm. yeah for him to turn out to be the, the Lord Commander or whatever that it falls under is just so funny um, Neff Curry writes, own, first own ever, by the way, to 1-1, one, one, because walls. Hmm. <laughs> Illyrio Dukakis says, with great username. This is my favorite. Brand, Hodor, and Mira for casually leaving the cave through the back door for a smoke break and not getting whited. Yep. <laughs> Seriously. Layla says, I would like to rescind the own I once gave to the person that would kill Roose Bolton. <laughs> Hashtag no own for you. Rescinding owns, <laughs> I, res- I love I respect it. that. I respect, <laughs> I respect that. that also. Lady Liana at the Wolf Maid. Can I choose the episode as a whole owning me? I was just on a bona fide emotional <laughs> roller pastry. Pastry. <laughs> <laughs> Hot pie is coming That sounds back delicious. Yeah. It does. Amy Calhoun, owned to Davos for being the voice of the fans. Hey, Mel, quick question. Know any magic that can bring John back to life? <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, Nathan Larson, own goes to Tyrion for having a couple dragons for friends. Hashtag friends by association. Hashtag I am a friend of a friend. Oh, my God. Mm. These owns keep getting better. Carrie Klein, owned to Melisandre for remembering the magic word. Hashtag please. Uh, I love that, by the way. And uh, same own is owned to Davos for reminding us that you never know until you try. Yeah. On Twitter, at Steak Sandwich One, my own to Mofo Davos. Yes, he's dead, but does he have to be? Best lawyer <laughs> question ever. Hmm. The council and, resides. Yeah. And on Facebook, Josh Mason, owned to not his old man. <laughs> Own to not as old Nan for not letting her son become a warrior. Hashtag smart mom. Hashtag broken men. Hashtag Septon Maribald. Callie Marks writes, Own to the Ironborn for knowing what's up. Hashtag what is dead may never die. Guys. What is dead may never die. What Thank is you. dead may never die. What is Thank dead you. may never die. Hashtag John rises again harder and stronger. John Kathy rises again Miser. harder and stronger. That bulge of him <laughs> is harder and stronger. Oh god! Of his. Kathy <laughs> Theato. So many great moments, but own to Willis. I want more of his story. Felipe Leaf. My own goes to Melisandre because Granny is on fire. 
<laughs> More like great, great, great granny. Great, 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 great. Scoop great, Emily great. says, own goes to ghost who definitely smiled when he realized John was coming back. Same ghost, same. Oh. Hashtag John Snow lives. Alex Panic. The story finally owned Balin. Mel's leeches are batting a thousand. Seriously. <laughs> Maya Pozzolo. Over on Facebook, Hodor is Willis. Tyrion is a badass dragon friend. And Jon Snow is back. Also, owned to the campfire for owning Podrick. It owned all the mentions of our dear friend, Benjamin Stark. Hashtag, what is dead may never die. What, what is, is dead, dead may never, dead die. never die. Hashtag Jon Snow for Maybelline. Maybe he's born with it. <laughs> Hashtag the three heads of the dragon. Peter Pelesny on Twitter. Ghost. He's a great representation of why dire wolves are man's best friend. Friends till the end, Aww. but an after death. Marcy Wolford, owned to Tyrion Lannister, first of his name, Breaker of Chains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. More like Unhooker of Chains, okay? But yeah, I'm with you on that. And then Nev Obrakis on Twitter, how about the theme of giants smashing peons against a wall? I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. Ian Timms, owned for Bran. Owned for Bran's Han Solo-like ability to understand your sidekick's poor speech impediment. <laughs> Chewy, I know! My- <laughs> I'm fixing it! Rob Gandhi, my own goes to Euron for literally calling himself a god and shoving the king off a bridge. Yeah, That was pretty badass. Sounds like something Kanye would do. It was pretty Aaron badass. Aaron Hillier, owned to Cersei and Sir Robert Strong for making the most disturbing buddy pair since Theodore Rex. Tom Bauer, own goes to whichever wildling carried that punk Ollie to the cells. <laughs> Hashtag hero. He Can was I just say, tightly. Is somebody on Watchers, and I can't remember who it was, started calling Ollie that potato Ollie. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> that so potato Ollie. I needed to throw that in there while we're talking about Ollie. Mikey Man 32 writes, own goes to that salty tear from Melisandre, waking the chosen one among salt and smoke. Whoa. <laughs> Hashtag Azora High. Brandon Schaltzik writes, my own goes to the janitors in Westeros for the overtime they need to put in to get the brain splatter off the brick walls. Hashtag scrub and scrub and scrub and scrub and Laura Riley writes, own goes to Kit, David, and Dan for doubling down so hard on a lie I started to actually doubt the inevitable. Mm. Good point. Chad Sentman, own to the on-screen return of Benjen Stark. Hashtag still pissed at Ollie. <laughs> Matthew Lunt, my own goes to Ramsey, taking the mantle of Joffrey 2.0. Yep. Stephanie Flores, own to Tyrion for calming the dragons with no sudden movements. Story time. My favorite. <laughs> At Blue Winter Rose 1 on Twitter. That just made up for Dorne. Well, almost. Ramsey still sucks. Hashtag John Targaryen. Hashtag Lyanna. Hashtag Promise Me Ned. Hashtag Ghost is coming for you, Ollie 2016. <laughs> Man. Um, Michelle 33, owned to Ramsey for officially taking the title of worst person ever from Melisandre and Joffrey. <laughs> Hashtag the dogs are full already. Hashtag psycho. <laughs> Hashtag well fed. Uh, Amanda Butchner, owned to Tyrion, being way smarter about things than Quentin. And yeah. T. Hauser on Twitter, my own goes to 1 1 and 1 good thwack. One, one, and one good thwack. <laughs> <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Adam Epps, my own, is for Kit Harrington for finally getting his hair cut. Samantha Parker, owned to one, one for smashing good time up at Castle Black. Hashtag giant party. Big old party. Ain't no party like a giant party. 
Cameron Ross, my own ghost brand, when he was sitting in the snow posing for Playboy or waiting for Jack <laughs> oh, yeah. to draw him like one of his French girls. Draw hey, him man. like one of your French girls. That's just totally how Homer set him down, that. okay? <laughs> I had the Hod- same thought when I rewatched. It's actually I Hodor's laugh. Hodor's having all of the fun. Um, there. And, uh, and Lady Peterson on Twitter, own goes to ghost for waking John up. First time, any dog owner will be happy to have their dog wake them up from eternal death. <laughs> I'd, I'd like that. <laughs> what is, yeah, what is Dead May Never Die with dogs? What is Dead May Never, what is dead may never Die? <laughs> I love this. This is getting exhausting. <laughs> Amanda Swenson, my own ghost of torment for walking into Castle Black like he owned the place. Santiago Sanchez, own ghost to Ed for rallying the troops and saving Davos and the Dream Team. <laughs> Stephanie Magnino Holmes, own to Ramsey. I like being an only child. Hashtag shivers down my spine. <laughs> Ashley Knapp. Moan goes to Varys' face when Tyrion walks down yeah, the steps to free the dragons. Jacob Vassar. Own to Euron for being fashionably late to the Game of Thrones. Hashtag subtitles <laughs> needed. And Christopher Clow. Own to Ramsay for being the craziest kill in the block. I kind of like being an only child. Andrea Walker tweeted in. My own goes to Roos for his final words. You act like a mad dog. You get treated like a mad dog. Hashtag Ramsey Prophecy, question mark. Liz Flynn, own to excellent manners, paramount in Westeros, even if not always effective. Quote, please, begged Bran, Red Woman, and Walda Frey. Three pleases. Three witches in episode one. Three pleases in episode two. (laughs) Travis Check, own to one one for dusting off that crow that was poking him off the shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Robert Miller over on Facebook, my own and hilarious moment goes to one one. Really nice watch guy. Did you really think that Arrow was going to do something? 1-1, Trump 2016. (laughs) 1-1 would have had that wall built in a week. Yeah. (laughs) Ben Flood on Twitter. Own goes to dramatic tension between not knowing if it was Ramsey or Roos who stabbed the other. Hashtag cut the tension with a knife. On Facebook, Andrew Palmer. Own goes to Balon for finally getting a scene away from that fireplace. And anti owned to all the kin slayers over the past two episodes. There's been a ton of them. Oathbreakers. And then Matt uh, on Twitter, aside from John and Pike's fan service, that flashback owned the episode. It was so good, I almost drowned. Kristen, my own goes to everything that made me forget Ramsey fed Walda and his baby brother to the dogs. What a bastard. Owned to the dragons for not burninating Tyrion. Angela word. Birmingham, owned to Tyrion for not pissing himself in the face of scaly, fiery death. <laughs> And Marcus LaBay, owned to the mountain for that epic head smash. He's had some practice. Steve Dugan writes, only 10 minutes in and owned to Children of the Forest, or Mira, for giving the boys schnazzy shaves and haircuts. (laughs) 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 They were differently groomed. Uh, Jesse Cardella, owned to John, who made the exact same noise I made at the end of this episode. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Andrew Eiffold, my own goes to Ramsey Bolton, surely in contention for son of the year and big brother of the year. (laughs) Tongue in cheek. At the Razzies, maybe. (laughs) Kristen Keyes, my own goes to that poor chap who had his brain smashed by the new and improved mountain. Hashtag ouched. RL Phoenix Esquire says, owned to Davos for his napalm line, quote, I've never been much of a fighter sword. So I apologize for yeah. what you're about that's, to see. That's fire. Davos is keeping the show kid-friendly here. Mm-hmm. Chris Newman, own goes to the hounds from last episode who got the memo from Ramsey and decided to head on home to make it back in time for Ladindin. <laughs> mm. Ramsey's hounds, 
They have the meats. They have the meats. <laughs> Buffalo sports fan 90. My own goes to Ollie's underpants that will save him from <laughs> shitting himself next week. <laughs> no, they won't. And Ali Alport. For sure, the biggest zone of this episode goes to Tormund for finally smacking down Alistair Thorne. Castle Black has held against the wildlings for thousands of years until you. Hashtag worst Lord Commander ever. Darwin SM on Twitter. Own goes to everyone who came up with the elaborate ways Jon Snow would come back. Who knew that it would be a hair and beard trim? I'd imagine <laughs> if you cut it all off. <laughs> oh, Katie Sigmund. Own goes to Tyrion's dreams of one day having a dragon before him. Hashtag when you wish upon a star. Hashtag dreams do come true. That's cute. Joshua Lee Watson. Own goes to young Ned saying the same thing as John. Keep your shield up or I'll ring your head like a bell. Mm. Hashtag Benjen beats Ollie. Amy Pfeiffer, also to Tyrion. Quote, I'd drink all the time if I lost my cock. At Grey Worth, <laughs> meaning no offense. He has all the best lines. I agree. Jeff Hudson, so many owns. Own to Tyrion, showing his inner Targaryen. Wink, wink. And own to Raylor for bringing back the Chosen One. The chosen One? The chosen One, huh. Samantha Bice, own to Bran suddenly looking like a hottie. Hashtag, how old is he now? <laughs> also owned to those wow. very loaded... Yeah, right? Also lo- owned... Hey, everything's on the table here. This is... We pride ourselves on our variety uh, at Game of Owns. Owned to those very loaded Hodors after the flashback. Seriously, how does he pack so much into one word? Practice. It's the magic of Christian Nairn and mm-hmm. practice. Owned to John Spa Day, Red Woman style. Hashtag, please don't cut off any more hair uh, <laughs> of his hair. Also, hashtag first own. Hashtag longtime listener. Thank you, Samantha Bice, and welcome. Chrissy Kellogg, no relation to the serial. My own goes to Tyrion. He made his childhood dream come true. Love it. Kush writes, we almost got owned by a tornado during Game of Thrones, but kept watching from the basement on my phone. <laughs> That's Hashtag, wild. tornadoes hate Jon Snow. Hashtag, it is known. At BlackMadness317, owned to Frank and Gregor for silently defending Cersei's honor. Hashtag, what is dead may never die. What is dead may, what never, is die? Dead may never die. What is dead may never die. <laughs> Tom Rodriguez, own goes to Lady Olena, and I suppose Mace, Tyrell, for being the last surviving original heads of the seven major houses. Jordan D. Mertens. Okay, I think own goes to Rhaegal and Viserion for not killing Tyrion. Hashtag, mm. friend of the mother of dragons. Hashtag, home. Hashtag, dragon tales. Mm. Molly Raisley, my own goes to Hannah. Because for a second I thought we'd all get what she and I so desperately want. Hashtag Ghost Kills Ali 2K16. <laughs> I definitely didn't add this own into this list. Yeah. <laughs> Hodge <lucky>. dog. <laughs> <laughs> Owned to Ramsey for killing Roos, making me the first in my group of friends to lose a character from my season six death list. Drink. Drink, drink, drink. Uh, Carrie Klein. Carrie Klein, my own, does not go to the Boltons for treating their women like nothing more than pieces of meat. Hashtag the hounds are full. And own to Varys for a quote, no, you go ahead. I'll stay here and watch the door. <laughs> Christy Engel Wooster, own for Jon Snow, world champ of the I can hold my breath the longest game. <laughs> um, Gil Pound, own Varys silence after Tyrion accuses him of thinking of a dwarf joke. Emily Levesque, my own for this episode goes to please for literally being the magic word. David Leopard, my own goes to Tyrion for the greatest line ever. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. We got a Facebook post from Jonathan Blake. Although there's tough competition, the own has to go to Melisandre 
bringing back Jon Snow for the win. For the fucking win, actually. Anti-Owen <laughs> to Roose Bolton. Maybe if your bastard son is a power-crazed, sadistic, murderous psychopath, don't make thinly-veiled threats and tell him how bad he sucks right to his face all the time. Question mark? Hashtag, the more you know. <laughs> yeah, in retrospect, Bruce. The more you know. <laughs> Hindsight is 2020. Uh, over on Twitter, Evan, my own goes to Euron for winning the War of the Five Kings. What an entrance. <laughs> hashtag meta own. Hashtag what is dead may never die. What, what is, is dead, dead may, may never die. die. What is dead may never Nicole die. Cole Seals, my own goes to Sansa learning that yet another sibling of hers is alive. Hashtag hope. Jackie Flynn writes, own goes to Lyanna Stark for showing the boys how it's done. And goes for being so chilled about resurrection. Yeah. Industrious social studies teacher from the Midwest, Jeff Lightfoot writes, own to that ending. Which, until I started reading Owns, made me forget that Tyrion freed the friggin' dragons. <laughs> Eric Lewis, Own goes to young Ned, telling young Benjamin, get your shield up or I'll ring your head like a bell. John said that last season. You know, at this point, guys, they're just reusing dialogue. It's quite lazy. <laughs> Brett Atkinson, not much of a graphic artist. Apologies for what you're about to see. Oh. It is a photo of Kingsmoot 2016, one yeah. Yara slash Asha Greyjoy. Make the Iron Islands great again. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Sam Buck at Stavros29, owned to Sir Roderick's mutton chops. There's a man who knows early on what he wants out of his facial hair yeah, and sticks with it. That's perfect. That's good. Anthony Pelecchio on Twitter, own goes to the child of the forest for revealing to Mira and us that Bran will not spend his life in the cave. I hold hopes for Stark reunion, and despite his past, I hope Bloodraven didn't seduce Bran into the van cave <laughs> for life. Aww. That's creepy. I, I, I put more owns about myself in here. Oh, God. Okay, I'll do the honors. Susie Q <laughs> tweeted in, own to Hannah. Hmm, that's not a suspect. To Hannah. For totally calling it that Davos and Mel would work together to bring John back. And that Mel's vulnerability was key. I'm just saying nobody else got any owns today, so... Nice, Hannah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Get my own for getting the owns, Hannah. On Twitter, William Hay, my own goes to Ed. The only traitors here are the ones who shoved their knives into the Lord Commander's heart. Hashtag awkward. Yeah. Second to last own. Gird your bodies. Deb Sharma writes, My own goes to Melisandra for the best barber job in all of Westeros. 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> and our final own of Home, Episode 2, goes to Courtney Waters. Her own goes to Ramsey for throwing a Walda baby shower. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> red baby shower. Yet again, another week, another episode, better than most, better owns than most. How do you guys do it? Yeah, maybe they're maybe they're born with it. <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. We, we thank you uh, for oh participating and for uh, retweeting each other's zones and for liking each other's zones. I feel like that's just a uh, community support embodied, you know, that's why mm-hmm. we... Uh, we do this and why we share everything. It's just been a lot of fun seeing you guys. Like, you know, I've, I've seen like alliances and friendships get made depending on the character of uh, each other's owns and like what they respect from each other's own. So well done, everyone. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. That's that's really fun to watch. It's so awesome. I agree. And so there are any number of ways that you can submit these owns to us during the episode, after the episode, as we get ready to do our 
second episode of the week. And I think we read examples of all of them, right? Mm -hmm. You can tweet at us at Game of Owns, scroll upon our Facebook wall at facebook.com slash Game of Owns, or shoot us an email like Nick Hartley does at contact at gameofowns.com. As you are listening to this podcast, you may be doing so through several ways. You could be on that uh, on our on our snazzy, fresh website, gameofowns.com. But it's also possible that you get this show through iTunes. And iTunes uh, had a, a grandfather moment uh, the other day. But the important thing is that if you subscribe to us, you will get the latest versions of all of our episodes as they come in. And it's not just you who are finding us on iTunes, but everyone else as well. And one way that you can be a part of that process, facilitating it, is to rate and review our show. That's Game of Owns on the iTunes store. Just under podcast, search for Game of Owns. Rate and review us uh, and subscribe. But uh, it's the month of May now. In fact, today is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you all. Uh, rate us five stars or Chewy will pull your arms off. That's brutal, man. Wow, man. <laughs> or Hodor Jeez. will pull your arms off. Well, we well, the tagline the tagline is nothing less than five stars is acceptable. Ex- oh, sorry, Mike. He's Usually working on this bit. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah. Trying, to, trying to branch out, trying to do something new. Jazz and we did hear bit. from a, a few new listeners who who have rated Ooh. and reviewed us over on iTunes. And uh, for example, DC Socks 721 said, I tried listening to a few Game of Thrones podcasts for season six, and this is definitely one I'll be keeping in my rotation. So thank oh, cool. you, DC Socks 721. Uh, Nick at Night 88. I used to watch Nick at Night. In-depth, entertaining, and worthy of the best show on TV right now. I guess they're talking about Game of Thrones, but they go on to say, I don't know how it took till season six for me to discover this podcast, but after listening to just three of the incredibly dedicated and informed podcasts they put out, my only regret is not listening to them in earlier seasons. If you want in-depth reviews from fans that truly know and love the Song of Ice and Fire universe and the Game of Thrones show and engage with listeners every week, I highly recommend this podcast. That's really it, That's right? Nice. It's it's kind of a challenge to match the the grandeur of uh, how great Game of Thrones is, but we we really do try every week and with every episode to to have fun with the subject material, but also to to take it seriously because we know that you guys also want to have fun with it and to take it seriously. And man, we've just gotten a lot of reviews and seeing our our podcast so high in the the charts among shows by people that are some of my you know people I look up to and that inspired me in life and just to see our podcast of uh, it's just uh been pretty cool past few weeks it's a trip we have you guys to thank so thank I will you just for read it. one more review here mm-hmm. with the title ghost kills ollie 2k16 <laughs> yeah <laughs> from uh publius americani who says this is by far my favorite game of thrones based podcast the chemistry of the goo crew is straight out of kyburn's lab <laughs> Jesus. whether they are on or off season i always enjoy their banter and look forward to the next episode so thank you we thank you Really appreciate it. And for those of you who don't know, we also have another podcast that you might like just as much as this one for our <laughs> Patreon subscribers um, that we call Squad of Ice and Fire. Um, or Snake Ass Goon Squad. Depending on the day or how we feel. <laughs> and we recorded one of those today before the episode. So definitely check that out when it's up on Patreon. I think we recorded two today. We recorded two today. We got really excited <laughs> about kickball. And recess. So. And Zach's idea for a new United States of America. Join our squad. Please, if you like it, listen to our squad podcast. It's Hannah's favorite show. It's at patreon.com slash goo. 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 What does dead may never die? What does dead may never die? die? (laughs) (laughs) So next week, 
Greyjoys, hopefully, please, more. Tower of Joys. Yeah, yeah, Tower of Joy. That's all that matters. Towers of Joy, uh, Greyjoys. Towers of Joy. I want to see some Braun. Where's the Braun action? Give me some Braun action. I want some Braun Snow, please. Braun Snow. (laughs) How about Sam? Where's he Sam's going to be in the next episode. A lot to look forward to. As we said at the top of the episode, it's a very good chance that a longstanding theory will finally be proven right or or wrong. wrong. I'm so nervous. I cannot wait until Sunday night. Sunday night is going to be... I mean, it's the episode after Jon Snow comes back to life. So if you are watching the episode at home and you have a smartphone, join us on Twitter and join everyone else that's going to be on the internet for when this happens. And can I just say there's no one else I'd rather be watching this with than you guys. Aww. That's it. That's our show. What is that? May never die? I'm tired of responding to that. <laughs> we can't do it. No, no, no. You think it was Lady? No. Wait, no, no she's dead. Let me try <laughs> it again. It was probably Lady. <laughs> Spoiler alert, season six. Everyone's coming again. back that's, to life, including that's Lady. So bad. You guys just keep making so fun of me. Believe it. Ready? <laughs> <laughs>